Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind, Healthy Life with your host Avik. This podcast is all about exploring the latest research, sharing personal stories and providing personal tips for improving our mental health and well-being. Each episodes will be joined by experts in the field of mental health as well as individuals who have experienced the transformative power of a healthy mind firsthand. Together we will dive into a range of topics from managing stress and anxiety to building resilience and cultivating happiness. So, join us on this journey to discover new ways to take care of our minds, bodies and souls and let's work together to create a healthier, happier world one episode at a time. So, let's get started. Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind Healthy Life podcast where we explore the transformative power of rewiring your brain for greater efficiency, effectiveness and inner peace. So I'm your host Avik and I'm thrilled to have a special guest joining us today. Please give a warm welcome to SG Report, a renowned brain coach and expert in helping entrepreneurs overcome overwhelm and unlock their full potential so at life picks university st empowers individuals to rewire their brains enhancing their thinking skills and experiencing remarkable personal and professional growth so let me tell you about st's journey so her journey is truly inspiring so despite facing challenges with reading in fifth grade so they refused to let it define them instead they embarked on a quest to uncover the core issue and find a solution that would change their life so though their dedication and determination uh, st discovered that by improving thinking skills the foundation of all other skills every aspect of life can be elevated so join us as st shares her personal story of transformation how her confidence showed her business flourished and how she now saves over 10 hours each week through improved thinking skills so get ready to gain valuable insights and practical strategies that can help you optimize your own mental prowess so whether you are an entrepreneur seeking to grow your business or simply looking to enhance your cognitive abilities and lead a more fulfilling life so this podcast episode is for you so get ready to unlock the potential of your mind and embark on a journey towards a healthier and more successful life so without further ado let's dive into the conversation with our incredible guest st welcome st Ah, oh, thank you so much for having me, Avik. Here, is that how you pronounce it, Avik? Yeah, Avik. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So, so, uh, like, as as I understand, I have read about uh, you. Uh, also, I have mentioned few uh, about your story, your background. But it will be better, like, if you can share with our listeners. the concept of minds canvas and how it relates to enhancing the thinking skills the concept of mind yeah. which part of mind 
so uh, like the mind's canvas so it's it's a mind uh, like right like what what part of it so uh, like general general about the mind about the mind yeah about the brain yeah um so the there's a lot of parts to the brain and different people will split them different ways some people will say the mind is not the brain hmm. i don't like have specific opinions on that different people say different things i like to talk about most the specific parts about the thinking how we actually think um that obviously affects everything else that we're doing in our life so thinking is not one big thing thinking is made up of 20 eight skills, 28 thinking skills, which are also called cognitive functions. So if I ever use the word cognitive functions and you're like, what in the world is she talking about? I'm simply saying thinking skills. Okay. Now, naturally, we all have stronger ones and weaker ones, right? Like with 28 of them, some of them are going to have to be stronger and some of them are going to have to be weaker, but we could always improve them. The weaker ones may make certain things challenging for us, and we could always get better at all of them. Yeah, sure. So, uh, like that—that's that's definitely what we are all uh, want to understand. So, twenty-eight thinking skills. So, uh, how it relates to enhancing, like our brain or the mind, how it relates uh, to enhance this uh, thinking skills. Yes. So um, everything that you're doing when you're listening to this podcast, if you're going to work or if even you're cooking dinner, whatever you're doing, you are using these thinking skills. Okay. You are using them as you go about your day, whether you think about using them or not, you are using them. So for example, one of the thinking skills, just one of the 28 is called clear perception. This means being able to take in information in a clear and organized manner. As you are listening to this podcast, you are taking in information through your ears, right? You are hearing information. You are taking in through your hearing. As you are cooking, you are taking in information with your eyes. You are watching. Maybe you're reading a recipe. Maybe you're watching what you're doing. Maybe you're like peeling and you're using your sense of hands, right? We take in information through our five senses. And sometimes this information could be coming in. There could be a lot of information. And instead of it coming in in a clear way, it's coming in in a bit of a mess. It's like there's so much information and I don't know what to do, right? Like, did you ever walk into a room and you're like, this is such a messy room. I don't know what to do. I need to clean it. I don't know where to start, right? Or you have a big task. Your boss gives you something to do and you're like, this is so challenging. I don't know where to start. That probably is going to come from the cognitive function, from the thinking skill of clear perception. Clear perception is taking in that information in a clear way. So when you are cooking and you are taking in the information in a clear way, or you come into that room and you take that information in a clear way, it is much easier for you to do the task. You don't have that overwhelm. You don't have that stress. You could just go ahead and do it. Oh, that's great. That's great. So, uh, so along with this, like, so what are some common challenges? Like, if I talk about entrepreneurs, so what are some common challenges um, the entrepreneurs uh, face when it comes to managing the overwhelm? And uh, if I also talk about like how 
how can rewiring the brain help address those challenges Yes. So some of the common challenges might be procrastination, procrastination on the important tasks. It's always easier to do the things that we don't want to, that aren't as important, right? Um, some of the challenges might be um, dealing with other team players or marketing is a really big one. Things that we have to do, either that's a challenge for our brain or that we have to work with someone else's brain. It makes it challenging because now we have to use our brain and our mind together with their brain and their mind and our cognitive functions, how strong each one of the 28 cognitive functions might be different. So let's break it down. Whenever somebody is procrastinating on something, they're procrastinating on it because it is challenging for their brain, right? We don't procrastinate on eating a piece of chocolate because people like chocolate. And so they want to do it. It's easy. We just eat that piece of chocolate. But we procrastinate on the things that are challenging for us. If we need to send an email to a potential client or we need to um, like figure out our content plan for the next couple of months, things that are challenging, that's the things that tend to get procrastinated on. Now, my question always is, what part of the task is challenging? So anyone who's listening right now, think of a task that you're procrastinating on, something that you're pushing off and you're not interested in doing, and think about what is the specific part that makes it challenging for you. Because most times, it's not that the whole task is a challenge. There's one specific part in that task that is making it challenging for you. So maybe if you're trying to do email marketing, so that specific challenge maybe, maybe you know what you wanna say, you have everything set up, you know exactly, but the challenge for you is being able to express it in a clear way. Like you wanna just like tell people to be able to put it out in words, in clear words that people understand, that's a challenge for you. So it's not that the whole email marketing is challenged, it's that one part of expressing it. Another example might be if maybe you, um you are trying, you need to like set up like a, you're, you're struggling, you're procrastinating on reaching out to someone, right? That you know that you need to reach out to. Again, maybe this time you don't have a hard time expressing yourself, but you don't know what to tell them. How do I go speak, send an email to this bigger person, someone who has a lot more authority, who is a lot bigger than me? How do I send it in a way that they'll want to listen to me, but it's not, but it's done in a, like a professional way. And it's done in a way that like, we're, we're in, in this together and I'm not trying to just attack them, right? So maybe that's a specific part for you. Maybe you don't have the problem actually typing email. Once you figure out what's the specific part, then you can connect it to the cognitive functions. It's going to be one of the 28 cognitive functions is the part that is going to make it challenging for you. So if you don't know what the 20 cognitive functions are and you're curious about it, I have a cognitive function assessment at lifepicksuniversity.com forward slash CF. You could take it. It's a free assessment. It's going to take you just a couple minutes and you could match up that challenge to the cognitive function. So let's say going back to the email example, that's going to match up to giving a thoughtful response, being able to give a clear and thoughtful response. Now, you 
can't now once you know what the specific part of the task is challenging that is the part you want to solve you do not need to go researching on youtube for more ways on how to do email marketing because you already know what to do that's the part that's not the challenge for you the part that's a challenge for you is to give it a thoughtful response so what you want you yes want to research and you yes want to practice and you yes want to get better at is giving a thoughtful response whether that's in emails whether that's in talking whether it's in whatever the challenge is for you does that make sense definitely definitely yes. yeah yeah is that like a, a lot i know <laughs> <laughs> correct so like um like uh, it's really good, uh, good to understand from your experiences like what are some specific thinking skills uh, that entrepreneurs can focus on to become more efficient and effective in their business interviews yes oh i love this question so um first of all one that is really important for entrepreneurs is called defining the problem it's really simple you just need to get really clear on the problem before you actually solve it what happens is entrepreneurs love to take action and that is awesome because action is what is going to get you to take your business to grow your business you are not going to be able to grow your business if you are just sitting at your desk and just thinking 100 all for action all for speed but i have a question how many times have you taken action trying to solve a problem something came up and you decided you want to solve the problem and only after you did it or midway through did you realize you were solving the wrong problem mm. right it happens we so badly want to take action so quickly that we don't take the time to actually def- find the problem that's the cognitive function take getting clear on what that problem is once you define the problem go ahead and take action really quickly okay so that's one cognitive function you have any questions on it no so uh so here here so this is a bit different the question which is coming to my mind is uh that is true that whenever we uh need to uh, solve any problem we come we got the problem so we have to uh, understand we have to jot it down in the thinking like how we will proceed and uh, solve the problem and then do the action so in some cases i have realized that um, people tends to do that part but somehow they failed to take the action so any reason behind it yes that will come back to another cognitive function um so they don't have a problem with defining the problem they were able to figure out the problem yeah. their problem is more on the action part yeah? yeah that will come back to what i said earlier about the procrastination they know what they have to do but they're procrastinating for a reason now whenever you're procrastinating it is a sign it is a sign that your brain doesn't want to do this it is a sign that one of your thinking skills are weak and is making it challenging for you to do this so next time you find yourself not taking action take a moment and you remember you just said that people are really good at defining the problem so leverage that you always want to use your strong cognitive functions take the fact that you are really good at defining the problem and use that skill use that thinking skill to help you define why are you procrastinating on it what part of this task is a challenge and then you're going to solve that problem 
because that's where you need to take the action. And then the action that you need to take is going to be easier. So maybe we could like go through this together. Is there an example that you're thinking of that someone, you know, or maybe yourself where they, they were able to define the problem, but they struggled with taking action. Understood. That that's, that's great. Um, so are there any, um, so can you also help uh, with any practical tips uh, that our listeners can implement uh, to start rewiring their brains uh, to just enhance their thinking skills? To just enhance their thinking skills in general? Yeah, in general, yeah. Not any of the specific ones. Okay, so the first thing you want to do to develop, to improve your thinking skills is to develop a growth mindset. A growth mindset is always wanting to learning and always wanting to grow versus a fixed mindset. A fixed mindset is believes that the way you are is the way you're always can be. So you say, I can't dance or you say, I can't do art. I can't draw a picture. That means you're saying that I'm never going to be able to draw a picture. I am just me that way. And I just don't know how to draw. Well, guess what? Art is a skill and you can learn it. And just like the thinking skills, they are skills and you can learn it. So maybe you're hearing me talk about one of the thinking skills and you're like, nah, I just can't do that. Once again, you're not going to be able to improve it if you have a fixed mindset. You first, first, first need to develop a growth mindset. And the best way or my favorite, I don't know if it's the best, but my favorite way to start developing that growth mindset is to watch your words because the words you use is what ends up happening, right? Your brain translates it and that's what ends up what you end up taking action on. Now, if you find yourself saying, I can't, that's a fixed mindset. You know right away that's a fixed mindset. So instead of saying, I can't draw, or I can't send this email, or I can't put out content five days a week, or whatever it is for you, add a little tiny word in the end of your sentence. And that little tiny word is yet. I can't draw yet. I can't send emails yet. I can't create content yet. Now, what happens? All of a sudden, your brain now starts picking up ways that you could start doing it because your brain is thinking that sometime in the future, you will be able to. This way, you're not lying to yourself, but you are actually training your brain that you one day could or you could take it to another level. I am learning to draw. I am learning to put out content. And eventually, right, like as you change your language, your growth mindset develops and you could improve your thinking skills. Right. That's great. So like, how does improving the thinking skills contribute to increase the confidence and personal growth? Yes. So if you think about it, when are people not confident? Hmm. Let's think about it for a moment. What what do you think? When are people not confident? So whether to go ahead with or not, maybe uh, how do we go about I'm not sure whether the steps which I'll take, whether it will lead me to a positive path or not. So this kind of, if I'm right. Right. It's like a very unsure. Yeah, that's the good word that you use. It's like an unsure, not sure. Like they're not, it's an unsure. Now, why are they not unsure? Why do they not know what to take action on? What is making it challenging because of their thinking skills? When you have strong thinking skills, it is easy for you to look for the information. It is easier for you to define the problem. It is easy for you to figure out what your solution to be. I'm not saying that you're going to know everything. Sometimes the solution is asking someone 
But that is the solution for where you are. If you ever go into a meeting and you are not confident about the meeting, that's going to come back to the cognitive functions. If you have strong cognitive functions, you don't have to worry about the meeting because you know, you feel certain that you have the ability to take the information that you're gonna need from the meeting and to be able to answer people when they ask you questions because your brain has those strong cognitive functions. Does that make sense? Obviously, um, we all have some stronger cognitive functions and some weaker ones. That's why certain people might feel um, more confident or less confident in different situations because it's going to depend on those cognitive functions. Correct. So, so any personal uh, success stories you have on the same? Yes. Um, do you want like m- from my own story or do you want like clients that I've worked with? Whichever uh, suits you, whichever you find okay to share. Okay, my favorite story really is the story that got me all hyped up into this because even though I knew about cognitive functions when I was 11 and it really helped me a lot at that time, um, I knew I wanted to learn it, but I didn't realize like how much of an impact it will be. This is the story that like made me like super passionate about it. Um, so I was 17, 18, 20-ish, I think, at this point. But I've been taking training on these cognitive functions since the age of 17. And every it's a couple years training, but every part that you're trained in, you can go and work with people in that part. And so I've already been doing it for a couple of years. But I went on to take a specific training. Wait, actually, backtrack. Okay. So during these couple of years of taking during these couple of years of taking training, I also took a course um, by Tony Robbins. It's called Rapid Planning Method. It's Tony Robbins has this course, this like method on how to plan based on your motivation, not your to do list. Most of us make to do lists, and that is how we plan our days, and that's how we decide what to do. And he's like, "No, you want to first figure out what's your motives. Like, why are you taking all those actions?" and once you have your motivation and you have your desires and you know what you want to do, then you go and you do, you create your actions of what you need to do. Now, I really liked the program of what he was talking about and I tried to implement it, but there was a really big part of what he was saying. A lot of what he was saying was don't think so much about what I need to do today. Think about what you need to do in a year or in six months, like in a long time out. And no matter how much I tried, I could not be able, was, I could not do that. I just couldn't do it. And it wasn't that like I wasn't doing it. And it wasn't like we spoke about earlier. I wasn't taking action. I would do all the exercises and I would do everything that he told me, but it was a very big challenge for me to be able to do it. So I decided, you know what? Okay. This method is just not for me. That's it. No problem. A few months later. I wanted to take another training in the cognitive functions, specifically on the cognitive function of categorization. Now, categorizations is a cognitive function. It's a ca- it's a thinking skill about being able to make categories, okay? But being able to make groups, okay? So about saying, let's say, red, yellow, green, blue. Now, I was able to split things into groups. I could say red, yellow, green, blue, or these are all cars, these are all animals. That I didn't have a problem doing. What I struggled with was if you gave me a bunch of random items and putting them together, giving a name for all that whole group, what was the name of that group title? That's the other flip side of the categorizations. And that's what I struggled with. 
Now, if you think about it, that name is the big picture. I did not have the ability at that time to really think big picture. I was very much in the details. And that's why I really struggled with thinking a year ahead because I was so much on like, I couldn't think the big picture. I do it was right now. I need to happen right, right now because I was in the details. As soon as I improved that thinking skill of being able to see the big picture, being able to categorize things correctly, then I was able to go back to Tony Robbins program and I was able to implement it all of it correctly. But not only did that happen because now I wasn't just learning how to do Tony Robbins program. Now I actually solved the issue that was making it challenging for me to do that program. So now I was also able to think bigger. I was able to have bigger business goals. I was able to, instead of working just one-on-one with clients, I was able to start working in groups with clients, right? And like it just continues like uh, that. Then I started organizing how my days better thinking the big picture instead of just today, my weeks and my months. And because of that, I started saving over 10 hours every single week by simply doing things in a different order by thinking about it on a different level. Does that make sense? Definitely. Definitely. And uh, I, I appreciate like the way you explained this thing uh, uh, with, with the example uh, from your real life. So hats off to you. So, um, along with this, along with this, I have another question. Like uh, self awareness, right? Self awareness, we all have heard about it. So, how does the self awareness play an role in enhancing the thinking skills? And if I talk about, so like as we are talking about the entrepreneurs, so how an entrepreneur cultivate this important trait of self of self awareness? Yes. Yes. Yeah, self-awareness. I love self-awareness. I think it is so important. And I think that it's not spoken about enough, honestly. Because so many people talk about communication, but you're not having communication if you don't have self-awareness. Or like, really, honestly, you are not going to have anything, make any sort of change until you have self-awareness. Correct. But I have something deeper than that. What caused you to have this self-awareness? You need an outside force, something on the outside to make you aware. Like, how does a person know they need to make a change? By hearing something on the outside. That could be a podcast. That could be a person. That could be a book. It could be a movie. It could be simply not somebody telling them specifically, but by them watching that's outside information. Now, there's another way. Another way you can get an outside force. And that is by you yourself asking yourself questions, causing you to think with your cognitive functions, and then you become more self-aware. So if you need an outside force to make you self-aware, you are going to think about it with your thinking skills, and only then you will take some sort of action. Does that make sense? Makes sense. But uh, the thing is, like, uh, that realization, uh, uh, because without realization, we'll not be able to understand that I need to be aware about this thing. So that how is there or is there any uh, connection between the realization and the thinking skills? Yes, because that in order to have that realization, you need to be able to use your thinking skills. I'll give you a good example. A lot of times people see things online. Yes. And let's say there's somebody teaching something, how to do something. But 
they're using an example that's not related to them. They're saying how this works with e-commerce and they're not in the e-commerce business. They are in the coaching business or they're in the consulting or they do writing for other people, whatever, whatever their business is. And they struggle to see, even though somebody else is talking how, um, how this could work with e-commerce, they struggle to see how this is related to them. That requires cognitive function. Or sometimes even like you could be listening to a podcast, right? Or you could be reading a book and it's not, and they're, it's telling you something and you have to use your own thinking skills to use this outside for, outside force to use this outside force to see how it's related to you great great definitely that's that's uh that's uh great like uh because because uh for listeners it will be really good that uh they also should understand like how this relation works with the uh thinking uh, skills so that's great that's great so also, like when we are talking about the positive sides, uh, we should also think about uh, some misconceptions or maybe myths surrounding uh, the idea of improving the thinking skills. So do you think, is there any uh, misconceptions or myths uh, uh, surrounding this idea? Yes. I think, first of all, some people think that they don't have the ability to have some of the cognitive functions, especially like people who are neurodivergent, like ADHD or have um, autism or stuff. They think that let's say one of the cognitive functions is about understanding time. That's a super common one people with ADHD really struggle with. And guess what? All the cognitive functions are a skill and every single person can learn all of them, no matter what. We all use them. Some of them are just more developed and some of them are just less developed. Now, you may need a different way to learn the cognitive functions, but you can learn the cognitive function, right? That's like by far the biggest misconception. Wow. Yeah. So it might take you longer. It might be a little bit different, but like you could do it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. Uh, um, like also like rewiring brain when we are talking about uh, rewiring the brain and enhancing our thinking skills. So definitely they should have any uh, an impact on our overall well-being and inner peace. So uh, what will be the uh, process or maybe what kind of impact uh, it, it comes on our overall well-being? Yes. Okay. So there's multiple parts to this. First of all, there's the part of going back a little bit to like the confidence part, right? When you have strong cognitive functions and you know you have the tools, I like to think of the cognitive functions like tools in a toolbox. If you have all the 28 cognitive functions and you know you have all the tools that you need to be able to fix this problem, it's a lot easier than if you're not sure if you have the right screwdriver or you have to run to the store to go and get something for you to be able to fix it, right? You now have the confidence, you have the the calmness that you'll be able to deal with any situation that comes up your way. Really, that's what it is. You have like this um, ability of like, I'm okay. Not that life isn't going to throw challenges, but I know that whatever life throws at me, I have what I need to be able to deal with it. That's first of all. Now, another way that we could look at this is having inner peace on 
in relationship to the emotional side of it, right? Like what happens when we have anxiety or what happens when we have anger or these extreme emotions that aren't very inner peace and not very good for our well-being. Not that they're not good for our well-being. I don't want to say that emotions are bad, but if we always live in anxiety or always live in anger, that's not good, right? We want to be able to experience all the emotions at the right times, um, but we don't want them to overtake our lives. So I'm going to show you something with our hands. I'm going to try to explain it for everybody listening, um, but hopefully you'll be able to get it. You could even maybe if you could like do it while I'm talking, you'll be able to understand it better. So take up your hand and pull it out. Everybody's listening. Like do this at home. Take your hand, hold it out and fold your thumb inside. Okay. This part of your thumb where your thumb's inside is called the amygdala. This is the part of your brain that's for the most part in charge of emotions, in charge of like fight or flight, in charge of like trauma a lot of times you actually have two of them in your brain they're really 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 small like they're size of almonds actually but we're going to pretend in our hand that this is the amygdala okay and you have your four fingers sticking up now if you take your four fingers yes and you bend them down in front of you this part right so they're at the top of your amygdala on top of your thumb this part those four fingers now bending down is your thinking brain it's like the part of your brain by your forehead it's called the prefrontal cortex fancy words but it's fine it's just your thinking brain okay now as you go about your day you want your thinking brain in charge you want your thinking brain to be making decisions right you want to do logical things not just like emotional and have your emotions running the show. So most of the time, your thinking brain is connected to your amygdala. They are sending messages back and forth, but your thinking brain is running the show. Now, sometimes what happens is we have what's called the amygdala hijacks the brain. The amygdala has so much emotion and it controls the whole entire brain. This is like what would happen if you have an anxiety attack or this is what happened when there's so much anger. That's why when people are angry, they do like ridiculous things that later on they regret because the amygdala is literally hijacking the brain, just like a a person on a plane who hijacks the pilots on a plane, right? They have like no control over it. It is completely controlling the brain. Now, what happens is if you go back to your hand, when the amygdala hijacks the brain, the four fingers in the front, they flip back up. They're back standing. There is no connection between the thinking brain and the amygdala. There's like a space. There's a gap. So your thinking brain can't send any messages to your amygdala. Your, your, there's no, no, no connection in between them. So. Now that we understand that concept, I'm going to go back and answer your question. How does the cognitive function affect our well-being? When we have stronger cognitive functions, we create stronger ties to our amygdala. It's like there's a tighter rope. There's more connections, more neuron connections going on there. So it is less likely for a hijack to happen. It is less It happens less often that your amygdala hijacks. And even if it does, it is faster for it to close and come back and make that connection. Yeah. Great. That's does that affect well-being or what? (laughs) (laughs) Really? Um, So also, like, um, as we just at the uh, end of the episode, like, can you give us a glimpse about the journey of self-discovery? 
and transformation that individuals can expect when they uh, embark on the path of uh, enhancing their thinking skills yes so obviously the first step is always like discovering which one of your cognitive functions where they're all at because you can always improve all of them. It's never like you have perfect ones, but being able to see which one are your stronger ones, which one are your weaker ones, which ones can I leverage to improve other ones, right? So that's always a fun part, um, um, which like I said, you could take it for free, the cognitive function assessment at lightpeaksuniversity.com forward slash CF. But what happens is afterwards, once you start becoming aware of them, is you're going to start noticing where they show up in your life. Okay, you're going to start noticing that why something was easy for you to do was because you had strong cognitive functions. When you made a mistake or when you're procrastinating on something, it's because of a weak cognitive function. It's not that you're bad. It's not that you're incapable. As soon as you improve that thinking skill, as soon as you improve the thing that's getting in your way, all of a sudden, like magic, that thing just is like easier. It's like, imagine there's a pipe of water and all of a sudden there's like a pipe blocking the water and it can't go through. By you improving that thinking skill, you just simply improve it. And all of a sudden now, the water could go through. You don't have to do anything else. So you may have, like me, things that you've learned in the past that in the past you couldn't do. Like I couldn't do Tony Robbins program as soon as I improved that thinking skill. All of a sudden now I was able to do it. It was like magic. Like all of a sudden, whew, right? So you're going to start seeing that in other areas of your life. And you're also going to start seeing you're going to be able to understand other people better. You're going to be able to start seeing that when other people make mistakes, it's not because they're bad. They're usually making a mistake because of a weight cognitive function. That's like a really big one for people. I want you to like take this away from this episode of when a person makes a mistake, it's not that they're bad. It's because of a weak cognitive function. So next time somebody does something that you don't like, instead of getting mad at them, think about what cognitive function is causing them to make it challenging for them to do what they want to do. Also, life just gets easier. Like you said, you're building those toolboxes, you have the right tools, you have the confidence and you have your strong ties to your amygdala. So yeah, it's, it's just awesome. Great, great. That's a great ex- explanation. And, uh, This will definitely help our listeners to understand better about our thinking skills and what are the steps to proceed ahead. Also, I'll just request ST, like if you can share, like if any listeners want to connect with you. So do you have any website? uh, So which you want to uh, mention? Yes. So, um, I'm going to say it again for first place, the best place to really connect with me um, will be by starting to take the assessment because then you'll start getting emails from me and we get like this little private club almost like it's a really nice community um, where we get to connect together. So that's at lifepixlifepixuniversity.com forward slash CF. So it's like cognitive functions. Yeah. Great. So that's, uh, that wraps up another enlightening episode of Healthy Mind and Healthy Life. Like, like I hope you found our discussion with ST on the Minds Canvas, which explains enhancing your 28 thinking skills, insightful and empowering. So by understanding the core issue behind the thinking skills and implementing strategies to rewire your brains, we can actually unlock incredible potential for personal and professional growth. So ST's journey from struggling with reading to becoming a brain coach is a testament to the transformative power of 
improving our thinking abilities so i always encourage you to take the wisdom shared by st and apply it on your own life so always remember that enhancing your thinking skills is a lifelong journey that can lead to increased confidence improved decision making power and more fulfilling existence so if you have enjoyed this episode be sure to subscribe to our podcast and stay tuned for future episodes where we continue to explore the connection between a healthy mind and healthy life so definitely i invite you to share this episode with anyone who could benefit from unlocking their thinking potential thank you once again uh to our incredible guest st uh, for sharing uh, her expertise and inspiring story and a big thank you to all our listeners who is listening right now for joining us on this enlightening journey of personal growth and well-being so until next time remember and i'll again repeat remember remember and remember to nurture your mind nurture your life stay healthy and stay curious thank you